take the bus in here today? What do you mean? You got that you got that fire in your gut? Tony? <laughs> take your car in today? <laughs> huh? Huh? Nope. Uh, anyone? <laughs> nope. All right. We're the sports buds. I am fire in your gut aficionado Chris Billings, joined by my co-host Nick Kerr, Anthony Reyes. Welcome, gentlemen. It's week one. We're here. Let's go. Nick, how do you feel to finally be here? I mean, it always just like slowly creeps up and then it's just finally here and it's always great. Ready for week one. Tony, how do you feel? Typically, fire in the gut is bad. It's bad, but I think it's good now because <laughs> I like it. I, I'm like looking forward to it. I, I like wake up every day with the. I think that's a different issue, but I have that fire in the gut, and I like uh, it. I'm looking forward to it. Anyone's confused? We're referring to Jonathan Gannon's uh, a pep talk, I guess, during training camp. But... <laughs> Dear God, it it was bad. All those people looked confused as to like why would I take a bus into this facility? <laughs> like, um, but yeah, we're here, week one. I'll ask you this, gentlemen, because both of oh, I'd say honestly, all three of us much different than last the beginning of last season. So, uh, Nick, start with you. How do you feel going into this season compared to last season? I mean, sort of the same, but kind of different. Because last season, I went into it not knowing, well, knowing what I would think would happen with uh, pairing Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. But wasn't really quite sure what the Mike McDaniel offense would look like with Tua. This year, it's more going into it knowing what it's going to look like, but more worried about everyone staying healthy all right tony same question for you how are you feeling going into this season compared to last i believe the phrase is tight butthole time (laughs) uh pretty anxious i think that as most cowboys fans would be i think this is gonna be an eventful year one way or the other for that team. They do have a lot of uh, expectations on them. And it's kind of just like a, I'd say like a tipping point on how, how they're going to move forward with Dak Prescott as their quarterback and how this, how their decision-making has gone. And they're it's like the final evaluation, I think, cause it's like, it's kind of like this head wave where if you have this balancing act that they got to figure out. So I'm anxious. I'm anxious because the best roster that they put on the field in probably like 10 or 15 years, it's mm-hmm. very complete. I'm surprised because they haven't had good management. They haven't had good organization to like make those free agent moves. So it's like, they finally are like, okay, putting their chips on the table. And they're like, we're going all in with this team. So that's why it's tight butthole time. I'm anxious. I don't know how it's gonna. I don't know how it's gonna be, man. I've, I've, it's been a lot of. It's been a lot of heartbreak. It's been a lot of heartbreak, man. So I'll ask this next from both of you. If it doesn't work out, since you both have some pretty high expectations this season, unlike me, you just won't even get into me. <laughs> um, 
you both have some pretty pretty high expectations. So I'll say this. If you don't meet those expectations and your season ends up being a disappointment, ultimately, what is the next step for your team? I'll jump back to you, Tony. What's the next step for the Cowboys if the season ends up kind of being a bust? I think I think it really depends on how the disappointment happens. If if it's like they lose in the NFC Championship game on a late on last second field goal or they lose in the Super Bowl or they lose like in one of those games, I think they're going to be like, "Okay, we're in the right direction. We're making the right moves. Double down on everything we're doing. Extend Dak." keep McCarthy, see if we can go ahead and, and make Parsons the highest paid player in football and do everything they, that they need to do on that regard. But if they if they go and they lose, like they go to Seattle and they lose a playoff game or they go to New Orleans and they lose a playoff game where you're like, what? Or they, they get upset by someone in Dallas as they host a playoff game. Then I'll be like, okay. I guess I guess stuff is changing and then then the Trey Lance conversation can begin and then you can have this other conversations about yeah this is this Dak Prescott isn't him he's not a franchise quarterback he's like another Kirk Cousins-esque quarterback where if everything is perfect around him maybe but he's not that guy and that's what we'll find out right Nick probably not as easy of an answer is Tony, but what would be the next step for the Dolphins if the season winds up being unsuccessful? I mean, I go with what Tony says as well. It depends on what you consider unsuccessful. Like if this team, I they expect to be competing for the AFC East. I say and... unsuccessful, you get third in the division, miss the playoffs, or yeah, you lose that... in a wild card game. So with that, it would all depend on what it was. If it, it was two of missing half the season, then we're still tied to him for another year. So it would be more about trying to find a backup. But if it's something like defense, just still giving up tons of points, but the offense is playing really well and two of plays 15, 16 games, then it might be starting to look at getting rid of some of those high price defensive players. Nick, answer me this honestly. Do you think when Mike McDaniel goes to sleep at night, there's just a little a little thought in his head, a little thing that itches away at him where he wishes that he got Trey Lance instead of the Cowboys? I don't know. I think that if he really wanted him he would have went after him and because him and but Kyle i don't Shanahan think they could have after you know getting mike white i think after getting mike white it's just that that's not happening i i, I would say i i, I think free mike white had you done this deal to get trey lance yeah like, i mean like or like tony was saying in our, our group text the cowboys aren't really paying anything for trey lance over the next couple of years they would have easily eaten that mike white contract and just had rolled over the dead cap. And also, there's there's the politics of you don't want to necessarily put that pressure behind Tua mm-hmm. after a season in which the coach finally went all in on him. Yeah, I understand that aspect. But like I said, be honest with me. Do you think there's there's just a little bit of of McDaniel that that wishes that he had Trey Lance? I mean, I think there were two. Room. I I honestly don't know. I never I really thought so. about it. I, I don't think so, but 
who knows? Because uh, reason... Mike McDaniel is definitely part of that decision to draft Trey Lance in San Francisco. All right. Yeah. I, I was going to say the reason I said I don't think so is those dudes are wired differently. Like, mm-hmm. and they, they all are part of that Shanahan family. And they, it's like, ironically, they see what's happening with him and his whole quarterback situation. But like McVeigh, McVay schemed up Jared Goff and like yeah. McDaniel was like psyched for Tua and was like, nope, mm-hmm. I can figure out a way to make Tua work. And like, that's yeah. how they think. And they're like, no, like, what are you talking about? If they want like any quarterback, they're like, they want like the ideal quarterback, but most of them don't even think like that. I don't know. They're just weird. They're wired differently. No, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I think, I think we honestly have a lot of John Gruden's in disguise in the NFL now <laughs> that they'd they'd rather have project QBs than you know a high priced guy. I I think honestly I think Sean Payton's in the same boat of where like yeah I'm gonna give Russell Wilson a try, but I'm not afraid to just throw in some random ass guy to turn around and pass the ball off to a run first offense. So I get what you guys are saying. All right, all right. Let's talk a little college football before we get into our picks. Was a big weekend, as you can see. <laughs> um, I just want to hear about the implications they might have on the NFL. I'll start with myself. I think that Caleb Williams had an amazing game for USC, and that just further solidifies that, like, yes – the Cardinals need to find a way to just sit Kyler Murray this season. I think based off what you saw from Caleb Williams in that USC game, that it would be malpractice to play Kyler Murray this season um, without just trading him. So that's that's some insight I got from college. Tony, we'll go with you next. We we did talk about this a little offline. It was, I agree with you. Some of those throws Caleb Williams were making, I dear Lord, good luck, college defenders dealing with him but drake may from north carolina was also very good he's i he, he's gonna be a pro prospect as well i was surprised when i was watching the highlights of him play and then i haven't watched a lot of washington play but i guess this michael Penix, michael Penix jr guy they're saying that he could be an nfl quarterback and then Colorado boy, Shador Sanders. They're saying that that's going to be a first round quarterback. So the reason he's like talking about this and I see we were discussing this, Nick, is because it's like the depth of that quarterbacks coming in. This is way deeper than mm-hmm. usual. Four or five of these quarterbacks are definitely going to get drafted in the first round. Does that lower the value of that first pick, even if it is Caleb Williams? Like, is a team going to be like, Hey man, I'm going to trade up to number two and I'm going to get Drake may, or I'm going to get this. I'm going to get one of these other quarterbacks, like the Sanders kid, or I'm going to, I'm going to stay at 10 and just get whoever falls to me. So it kind of, that's what we were discussing with the, the elevated quarterback playing college. If that is coming into this next year, going to lower what we perceive to be the Cardinals tank for the number one pick. So I don't know. I don't know. That was, hey, I got lost halfway. Sorry, Nick. No, it's all good. I know you don't watch a lot of college football. No, so I'm going to ask you this. A, not at all. How how many years is is um, Deion Sanders actually going to last at CU? <laughs> 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 Give me an honest estimation here. 
At least three. Okay. How, how, how many did you give Jackson State? Two? I Yeah, yeah. I'm saying two. I'm saying he's out of here in two. So you gave That's a pretty, it. like, I'd say you gave a conservative figure by most people's yeah. minds. So, all right, all right. All right, we talked about a lot of other stuff in the preseason, so not much to talk about this week. So let's do it, boys. Let's jump into those week one spreads, the actual games of the week. All right. We'll start with Thursday night football. <laughs> um, Lions versus Chiefs. We just found out Travis Kelsey most likely not going to play. We originally had this spread at five and a half points. I think it's only moved down to five points, so we'll stick with five points in this one. Um, all right, Tony, I'll begin with you. Lions, Chiefs, home opener, Thursday night football. We're back. Who do you got? Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes at home, unveiling Super Bowl banner game. I even did some research. Because the last game, there was no Travis Kelsey, 2021. He missed a game because of COVID. Uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs beat the Steelers 36-10. to 10. The leading receivers were some guy named Derek Gore and Byron Pringle. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, I'm sticking with Chiefs. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I'm going to jump to me first. I'm I'm done picking against the Chiefs. <laughs> I've I've learned my lesson. I've tried to get cute and clever with this team. No more. I'll just go with the safe pick. Also, I said last season, not picking the fucking Lions anymore. And these <laughs> not picking the fucking Lions here. Yep, I think Chiefs easily win by a touchdown or more. Um, honestly, I think this will probably be a double-digit win by the Chiefs. So, all right. So now that leaves us with Nick Kerr, our final pick for this game. Looks by looks like how he's dressed. He's on a lonely island for yes. this game. Nick, tell us why you're picking the Lions. As soon as the it was announced that the Lions were playing in this game, I just had a feeling that they were going to pull some kind of upset. And now with the news of Kelsey not playing, it just furthers my suspicion. And plus, I like this hat. <laughs> Nick, do you think the Lions are just going to cover, or do you think they win I, this game? I think they outright win this game. I All know right. Patrick Mahomes is great in September, but he has lost three times, so it could happen. Someone clearly didn't watch quarterback. <laughs> now on Netflix. Check it out while you got some time between the Thursday game and the Sunday games. <laughs> All right, Nick, well, you're still dressed up in that tire. We're going to jump to Titans versus Saints. New Orleans is favored by three points. You're picking the Saints. You're still on your lonely island there. I am. Tell us why you're picking the Saints. Just like I said in our, our uh, preseason show, I think Derek Carr is just happy to get out of the AFC West. So I think he comes out firing. He's happy for his new conditions. Gets to play in a dome. Be nice. 
Derek Carr, take me with you. Get me the fuck <laughs> out of the AFC West, please. <laughs> oh, man. Um, As we talked about in previous episodes, I can't go with the Saints in this one because I don't know what Dennis Allen looks like. Pretty sure he has a goatee. Has not been confirmed yet. We'll check back with you next week. But no, I'm still going to go with Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, I think those guys had a misstep last year that was a bit of a fluke. I think them and Vrabel get it turned back around, and they're going to be in contention to win that division this year. I think the Titans easily win this by a touchdown or more. Tony, tell me why I'm correct in picking the Titans. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you why you are correct. I do agree with you. I do think the Titans are going to pull this upset. I think... Ryan Tannehill has bested me enough. I'm pretty salty. I got. I can't bet against him. So, I'm going to say Titans, man. Right. Next up on this rotation is Panthers, Falcons. We have the Falcons favored by three and a half. Uh, looks like a lot of faith in what Bijan... Robinson and Desmond Ritter bring to the table. Uh, Panthers. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that, man. Um, we're all picking the Falcons. Tony, tell me something nice about the Panthers. <laughs> Bryce Young's first start. We've got a new coach as well. Oh, what was his name? Oh, I forget his name, man. <laughs> They're trying hard. They're trying hard there. They they got a new a new coach, a new quarterback. They're ready to go. Fresh start. It's nice enough. We'll go with it. All right. Yeah. Next, we're going to go with Buccaneers at Vikings. The Vikings are favored by 6 points. We're all going with the Vikings. Nick, why are you going with the Vikings? Kirk Cousins. You fell in love with them during quarterbacks. Now on Netflix. Yep. And, and <laughs> I, I and honestly, I think this Baker Mayfield experiment with the Bucks, they're gonna go through a little bit of a drought now that Tom Brady's retired. I'm honestly still shocked that Baker Mayfield is kind of the starting QB for the Bucks. So, yeah, um, but also, yes. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. What does your notebook say about Kyle Trask? What does your notebook <laughs> say about Kyle Trask? Kyle Trask is not starting week one. <laughs> the question mark has been removed. Um, But, hey, check back with us in week two. The question mark on Kyle mm-hmm. Trask might come back. Might come back. Kyle Trask Mysteries continues this season (laughs) on the NFL. (laughs) But yes, ultimately, Kirk Cousins, I have a boy crush on him now. I really do want to go shopping at Kohl's with him. (laughs) I'm going with the Vikings. I think they're just going to continue what they did last season, which was steamroll through opponents, especially at home. So. Moving on to another game in which we agree on, surprisingly, um, the Niners versus the Steelers in the Steel City. Two and a half points the Niners are favored by in this game. Um, yet we're all going with the underdog and the Steelers. 
Me personally, I'm going with the Steelers because there is just there's a little talk that the Steelers might actually be good. And that Mike Tomlin guy never had a losing season, so that kind of <laughs> helps as well. Niners are also slow to get out of the gate most seasons just because they don't give a shit about preseason. So, Tony, tell me why you're going with the Steelers. No Nick Bosa for the Niners. Week one, most likely. I'm liking that as well. Kenny Pickett at home, home underdogs. Mm-hmm. I think, was it Jalen Jalen Warren? Jalen Warren, Najee Harris got a solid backfield. Steelers are set up for this upset. This is just like picture perfect, like you were saying. Too much overconfidence in the Niners and Shanahan. Brock Purdy's first game back is going to be against this defense. Like, mm-hmm. They good luck, man. They got a lot of playmakers on that defense. TJ Watt is healthy yeah. back. Like I could see a make of Fitzpatrick pick six. Yep, we could see Sam Darnold in this game. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This Steelers defense is going to look good in Week One for sure. So yeah, I love the fact they're at home and they're an underdog. Nick, Tony, thank you. I can always rely on you guys to tell me who's actually playing for the Steelers. Nick, <laughs> why are you picking the Steelers? Oh, a lot of the same reasons Tony did. I originally had the Niners on this, but I got swayed by talking to you guys. I think just with the the way that the Steelers ended last year, I think they just built that momentum going into year two for Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Going back, Texans at Ravens. Baltimore favored by double digits, 10 points. Nick, tell me who you're picking in this game. I'm taking the Texans in this game. I I believe that the Ravens still win. I just think the spread's too high. Same here. I just think that's way too high of a spread for week one. Um, it's yeah. I just I think the Texans will play it a lot closer than that. Most likely be within a touchdown. But also Ravens, another team that can sometimes come slow out of the gate. Mm-hmm. So. All right, that leaves us with Tony. Based off of how he's looking, it looks like he might be on a lonely island for this game. So, Tony, tell us why you're picking the Ravens to go over double digits at home. You guys are cowards. I am just loving the fact that I'm on this lonely island because you guys are literally backing a rookie quarterback in his first start on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. Good luck. Good luck. I don't care if that was spread was 14 points. The Ravens are going to crush the Texans. It's a rookie quarterback starting his first game. He put he Ohio. He couldn't beat Georgia. He couldn't beat Georgia. Like, come on, man. This is going to be a blowout game. Odell Beckham Jr. will probably catch a touchdown. Zay Flowers will catch a big play. Like, I just think that this is a blowout waiting to happen. Texans on the road. Like, I'm not, I'm not afraid of the double digits at all. It's week one, man. Like, don't sue me, big brother, but expect the unexpected. <laughs> I mean... Like, come on. <laughs> <clears throat> Tony talking like that, it's having giving me flashbacks of that 59 to 10 a few years ago that Ravens <laughs> put on the Dolphins week one. So just... anything could happen. Like, that's a professional organization over there. The Ravens know they know how to play. The Texans are in like a brand new coach, rookie, first head coach, mm-hmm. rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. Okay. Yep. Blow out. 
They got a lot to learn. This means they don't have tape on them. Moving on. AFC North battle. We got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns. The battle for Ohio. Browns surprise or I mean the Bengals, Jesus. Surprisingly only favored <laughs> by two and a half points. Um all right, Nick, I'll start with you. Who do you got in this game? I'm taking the Bengals. I think even with a hobbled burrow, they can win this by at least a field goal. There's just too many weapons on offense and they got a pretty good defense as well. Yeah. I still on. don't believe this Deshaun Watson, Browns. Still don't believe in them. Yeah, I'm going with the Bengals just because they've shown it to me in previous years. Um, they have the better QB. The Browns have just been a hype train. Like, I just, I hear so much about them for a team that does fucking nothing. And honestly, at this point, same with Sean Watson. I hear a lot about a QB that just doesn't do anything. He's just a creep. That's about all I really know him for. Sorry, I have to be honest, but he is. He's a creep. Going with the Bengals. <laughs> I think the Browns get their ass kicked. Hope they do all season. Sorry, Cleveland. I love you. <laughs> um, Tony, <laughs> who do you got in this game? Yep, this is the cowardly side of the Lonely Island, I guess. Because I don't feel good about backing the Browns one bit. Let me tell you, Deshaun Watson is a creep. I don't know if the city of Cleveland is feeling that love, Chris Billings. But let me tell you, the Browns do still have Nick Chubb, the best running back in football. They do still have Miles Garrett, one of the best pass rushers in football. Hobble Joe Burrow. I don't know. He just doesn't. He doesn't play the Browns very well. Browns are at home. I think the Browns win this outright. Browns upset. Why'd you have to pop that top button? Because you're sweating this pick a little bit. <laughs> a little, bit, little, bit <laughs> like... little bit. A little bit, man. <sighs> I'm not going to lie, dude. <laughs> Betting on Deshaun Watson? How can you not sweat? At least I don't yeah. have to pay him. Sweating more than his masseuse right now. Um... <laughs> or his lawyer. Oh, or his PR team. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Haslam, you idiot. Seriously, why? Yeah, like desperation. It's yuck. Go away, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> um, Jaguars at Colts. Um, speaking of desperate teams, Jaguars favored by five points in this game. Divisional matchup. I'll start with myself. I'm going to Jags. Um, I think the Jags will do all right this year. They're going to compete to win that division. I think they'll most likely get one of the wild card spots, um, potentially. Like there's, there, I see a lot of upside for the Jags this year. I see a lot of downside for the Colts, and yeah, that's the Colts are just bad. They're they're going to be competing with the Cardinals for worst team this year. Just meddlesome owner. Um, they haven't been right since Peyton left. Can't say much here, but yeah, Nick, what about yourself? Who are you picking in this game? I'm also going to go with the Jags. I think they 
they finished out last year strong, and this Colts team is going to go through some growing pains with Anthony's Richardson, especially not having Jonathan Taylor for the first four games at least if he doesn't get traded away before that four-game uh, PUP is up. Uh, I think Jags win this by at least a touchdown. All right. Tony, <laughs> you're still mm-hmm. in your outfit, so mm-hmm. might as well pop another button because mm-hmm. it's getting sweaty out here. Why are you picking the Colts? <laughs> this one isn't about the button. This one's about the nose, okay? I looked at these slated games right here, and let me tell you, Jaguars-Colts is the easiest one to pick on this slate of games next to Texans-Ravens. It stinks. I can smell that from a mile away. I don't want no part of this. This smells everything like a late cover. I mean, a late field goal by the Jags winning this game because it's the opener and it's this game stinks. I want no part of it. Colts at home, all this bad PR. Nick over there lusting for Jonathan Taylor, making this trade (laughs) want to happen. This game stinks. Trap game right here. Kudos to the NFL schedule makers. I know the Colts have had their problems with the Jags in the past. This game stinks. Field goal game, field goal win by the Jags. You heard this here first. Stinks, stinks, stinks. Colts cover. You had me worried there for a second. You started talking about using your nose. I thought you were talking about Jim Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want our show getting sued or anything. Like, let's, let's a smelling call, stinky lines yeah. from Vegas. <laughs> yeah, betting lines. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Moving forward, we got the Cardinals at the Commanders or the Commies, as I like to call them. New ownership there in Washington. A little more hype going on. Sold out crowd this weekend. Um, Things to be excited about, even if they're carrying forward uh, Rivera from last season. We have Washington favored by a touchdown in this game. Cardinals really, 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 really bad, as we've said in this show. We cannot stress that enough. (laughs) Nick, who you got in this game? I am going to go with the cards in this game. Not that I think they're actually going to win, but I think I believe that both of these teams may be near the top of the draft next year. But I think uh, Washington is happy Dan Snyder's gone, and they end up winning this game late, but I don't think they cover the touchdown. Could be a push. All right. All right. Tony, who do you got in this game? I think the commanders are going to win, but I agree with Nick completely. I had feelings of a push written all over this where the Cardinals come back and make some late garbage time touchdown Mm -hmm. to just lose by seven. They both are shameful, shameful. You don't listen to the own advice on your own goddamn show. (laughs) (laughs) Been saying... All preseason, now the Cardinals suck. And now you guys pick the fucking Cardinals. You're confusing <laughs> the viewers. I'm coming to you from a lonely island to tell you. Take the commies this weekend. They're going to win over a touchdown. 
It's going to be an electric crowd there in Washington. There will not be shit flowing from the pipes. It'll be electricity flowing from the pipes. Not in a lethal way. Not in a way where you're going to sue the owner. But no, in a way where they win football games by double digits. Pick the commies. Trust the Lonely Island. Go with Billings. Nice. Nice pick there, Billings. Back in the commies, huh? Back in the commies. All right. Let's go to Packers. Bears. Looks like we're all picking the same on this one. Nick, tell us why you're picking the Bears. Because Aaron Rodgers is no longer a Packer, so that means he no longer owns the Bears as a Green Bay Packer. So I think that the Bears pull this one out. Jordan loves first start. Fair enough. I'm yeah, you've heard me talk shit about the Packers all season. I do not believe in <laughs> Jordan Love. They were a bad team with a Hall of Fame quarterback on their roster last year. There's no way they're going to improve. Bears finally get this monkey off their back. That little Packer monkey holding its cheese. Get it off their back. Bears win this one. Um, Yeah, but would not be surprised if they lost. Tony. (laughs) (laughs) What a caveat there at the end. Um, Yeah, man, this this is like a spirit win for the Bears, man. They've been beaten down so much by that other team. They got at least, they got at least win this one. Because if they don't, that's a bad sign for Justin Fields. If they lose to Jordan Love, like in his first start, mm-hmm. they then it's like they're never going to beat the Packers if they can't beat him in his first start. It's not like it gets any easier. So, yeah, I think the Bears win this just on the momentum. All right, Dolphins at Chargers. We'll start with myself. I think you can guess that I am the outlier on this pick. Going with the Chargers. Um, they just they have a great roster. I think they'll start hot this year, finish badly like they do in true Chargers fashion. But I think they will come out and win this game. Um, great roster on paper. Justin Herbert versus Tua. It's going to be a battle for sure. But I think the Chargers come out, win by a touchdown. And then also, as I always say in this show, you got the Dolphins traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast. Sometimes fucks people up. Not not necessarily on week one yeah. when you're not when you're already ready for this game. But fuck it. Those are the rules on this show. And that's why I'm picking the Chargers. Nick, tell me why you're picking your Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, as it should be any surprise, of course I'll be picking the Dolphins. But uh, I think that year two, Mike McDaniel, Tua, they want to get back. They they felt embarrassed last year when they went out to or out to California, first losing to the Niners and then losing to the Chargers. I think they want a little bit of payback, and I think that they do get it this week. I don't think that the the travel is going to be a factor. They've had, what, 10 days off since their last game. They'll be able to travel out there early. It's the rules, man. I don't fucking make them up. I just, I'm just the host, bro. 
<laughs> Tony, who are you picking in this game? <laughs> I'm disappointed in you, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain why I'm picking the Dolphins to win this game. It's gonna be that pretty makes easy. something you and my parents have in common. So go ahead. <laughs> uh defensive coordinator for the Dolphins is Vic Fangio. Offensive mm-hmm. coordinator for the Chargers is Kellen Moore. The last time those two matched up, I believe Vic Fangio was the coach of the Broncos, and Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator of the Cowboys. How did that game go, Chris? Pretty good. <laughs> oh really oh pretty good huh why did it go pretty good big fangio got fired that season so tell me why that game went so well <clears throat> hey man hey <laughs> <laughs> i'm just a guy on my lonely island trying to defend the chargers <laughs> okay <laughs> which is a surprise is it- in itself just spoilers, man. Vic Fangio's got Kellen Moore figured out. He's not going to be able to come up with anything. And I just, I'm like, okay, Mike McDaniel's got all this extra time to prepare for that Chargers defense. Like, he's, you know, he's going to have stuff cooked up with Waddle and Hill. So, mm-hmm. and uh, I just, I don't know, man. I'm going to go with the better coaching. Give me the Dolphins. All right. Herbert, Tua, they both can get over 400 yards in this game. No. Cowards. Cowards. I said they both go for three. <laughs> yeah, like four is a lot, man. Three. I said they both go for three. Yeah, three oh, is, is whatever. 400 yards. You heard it here <laughs> first. Tua and Herbert. Go to MGM. Make that bet right now. Do it. Yep. All right. <laughs> Moving on. AFC West Rivals. Got the Raiders versus the Denver Broncos here in Mile High. I'll be out of that game. Denver's favored by three and a half points. Nick, who do you got in this game? I believe that the Broncos will win this game, but it's at three and a half. I I think they win this by a field goal. I'm in the same boat. I picked the Raiders because I think the Broncos only win this by a field goal. That half point, can't trust it. Mm-hmm. Tony trust it. Tony, clearly he didn't get told stranger danger as a kid. Tony, tell us why you're picking my Denver Broncos. This right here is the perfect game to get the blood flowing to your Broncos faithful there in Colorado. A shitty divisional opponent in the Raiders. Jimmy G's first start. Bad coach and Josh McDaniel, who I know is getting booed in this game. And then Sean Payton on the sides. You know He's going to run it up. I bet you Sean Payton runs up the score in this game. Broncos win by double digits. You heard that here first. Broncos blow that Raiders team out in this game. Just a bad formula. Like the Raiders are not a good team. And the Broncos are like trying to overcome all the bad juju from last year. Bad, bad matchup. Like Broncos are going to blow that Raiders team out and get some of that bad juju out from last year. Heard it here first. Double digit win for the Broncos at home. All right. I hope so. Um, as somebody that will be at that game. Yeah. Very yep. much hope so. Yeah. All right, we have Tony's NFC East rival, the Philadelphia Eagles at the New England Patriots. Philadelphia favored by four points. Start with myself. I'm taking the Eagles. The Patriots suck. That's 
my only explanation for this game. McCorkle <laughs> Jones, just not the guy. Um, just going to get killed in the trenches by that D-line and O-line for the Eagles. And then also, yeah, Jalen Hurts will run all over him. Although Bill Belichick, pretty good at containing those running QBs from time to time. But I think the aura of Bill Belichick starting to wane. Give me the Eagles. Nick, who do you got in this game? I am also taking the Eagles. I, For everything you just said, I think McCorkle, I think he's still going to be finding this offense. They will be better than they were last year because now that they actually have an offensive coordinator that knows offense. So I think they will be better, but I think there's just too much hype around this Eagles team. They're coming off losing the Super Bowl. I think they come out and put up some points this week. They come out and they beat that ass, I think is what the expression you're looking for. <laughs> Tony, um, who do you got? Patriots cover. And this is why. His name is Matt Patricia, Nick. I don't know why you're afraid <laughs> to blame him. He was horrible as an offensive coordinator. Pencil laminated play calls. I don't even know what Mac Jones was dealing with last year. Bill O'Brien is at least competent. And I think that having Belichick have this whole offseason to prepare for the Eagles, I think he's I think that game's a little bit closer than anticipated. I, I think he keeps those mobile quarterbacks intact for this first game. And I think it's closer. Eagles still win probably by a field goal. Need to bring back the pencil. <laughs> Matt Patricia, you idiot. Oh, uh, yes. The pencil for laminated paper. But now it's a mindset, Tony. It's a mindset. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Don't... The rocket scientist, the rocket scientist, Matt Patricia, led the Lions uh... to such glory and the Patriots <laughs> offense to such glory. Wouldn't give, give, give him the wheel. Hey, I'd say, like, based <laughs> off of what Matt Campbell's done with that team, like, that definitely puts to shame Patricia. So. I digress. We love shitting on Matt Patricia and the Patriots. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> um, another game that I think we're all in agreement with, weirdly, Rams at Seahawks. Five and a half points for the Seahawks. Tony, tell me why you're going with the Rams in this game. Rams aren't a good football team, but this is the healthiest they'll be all season. Sean McVay is going to cook something up. And this is a divisional game. It's a rivalry game. It's always close. Five and a half points is way too many points. Seahawks probably win. Five and a half is too many points. Give me the Rams. Give me the Rams covering. Yep. I'm going with the Rams. Um, I just think (laughs) I roll my eyes a little bit, but I think the Seahawks were just a little bit overhyped last season. I think they come back to reality this year. And also, I think a lot of people are just down on the Rams when they're not necessarily that bad. They're still a pretty good team. And so I think this is a game where they come out and show just that of like, oh, yeah, Rams still have some pretty good players on their team. And the Seahawks, nah, they're pretty mediocre. So I think if nothing, the Rams are going to cover that five and a half points is just awkward. But I would tell you my intuition is the Rams are going to win this game outright. So, Nick, the floor is yours. 
completely agree with what both of you guys said. I think this these games between the Seahawks and Rams are always close. There's times they even tie. So I think just the five and a half points between these two teams is just too much. Yeah, just one of those spreads that's red flag, five and a half points. Very weird um, considering just these two teams, their history, um, mm-hmm. division rivalry. So, yeah, my spider sense is tingling on this one. All right, that finally brings us to Sunday night football, a game Tony will be in attendance for the Dallas Cowboys versus their divisional rival, the New York football Giants. Yes. Dallas is favored by a field goal in this game. Nick, I'm going to start with you. Who do you have in Sunday night football? I'm going Cowboys. I think they're clearly the better team. Is it that clear? I think so. All right. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm picking the Cowboys as well. I think that they're probably one of the top teams in the NFC. And I think the Giants come back to reality a little bit this year. Mm-hmm. They had a good season last year for all intents and purposes. But yeah, I just don't see how they carry that forward, especially with the in-division competition they have. Tony, tell us why you picked the Cowboys. <laughs> And in a row against the Giants, the Cowboys have won. That is a lot. And the Cowboys usually do pretty well in these home, in these openers against the Giants. I just think that they have a little bit better team. If they're going to lose to the Giants, I think it'll be later on this season. But I think in this game, Micah Parsons is just, he's ready to be unleashed. And Daniel Jones is going to be on the run. So I, I, just, I like the Cowboys' chances in that. Now... I'd say it's probably just the general consensus out there. The Cowboys are the better team. It's not necessarily surprising or shocking. So, yeah. Last game of the week, Monday Night Football. Yet another divisional battle. This time, back to the AFC East. We have the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. Buffalo Bills favored by two and a half points, even with Aaron Rodgers sitting across the field. Tony, I'll start with you. Who you got in this game? Bills, Bills, Bills. Jets are not ready to win this game. Bills mm-hmm. are a great team. They've shown that for the consistency of the past couple of years. This is the first game with Aaron Rodgers. It's going to take some time. I say this, but I want to couch it. Because if I'm wrong and the Jets do win this game, there's going to be insane fucking momentum for that team. And they and when the Cowboys play the Jets week two. So that's why I'm like a little bit, a little bit in the back of my mind. But I have faith in Josh Allen and the Bills in this opener. Bills, two and a half. Give me that. They cover. In terms of storylines, if the Jets were to win this week, we would hear it nonstop. Mm -hmm. It would be aggravating. I very much do not want to wish that into existence. (laughs) Um, But objectively, I do believe the Bills are the better team, defense and offense. Um, Jets, a lot of new pieces. Um that they just need to adjust to. And so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills in this game. I think they win by a touchdown here. Nick, who do you got in this game? I agree with you. I'm going with the Bills here. 
I, I think it's just too early in this Aaron Rodgers experiment with the Jets. I think they go through some growing pains and this Buffalo t Bills team has been one of the more complete teams over the last few years. I don't think this should have been the, the opening opponent for Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure the ratings for the NFL will disagree mm -hmm. with you. Of course. <laughs> I think Aaron uh, Rodgers would have rather started like how uh, college football teams start with that practice game. Yeah. 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 I'll ask this, though. If Aaron Rodgers and the Jets do win, would you necessarily be surprised by no. it? No. Tony? Yes. Yes. I would be surprised. I'd be like, mother... It's already because, like, like I said, that momentum will build so fast for that team, and they'll be like, they'll they'll lock in so quick to everything that Aaron Rodgers, the the kook, is saying and preaching, and then all of a sudden you'll just be like, oh, Garrett Wilson is the next Devontae Adams, and then it'll just you'll hear this little Mike Greenberg will show up in a in a in a Aaron Rodgers jersey, and you know what will happen. I'll be very surprised. I'll be like, how did they beat them? Like the Bills are uh they're tested, man. They're like AFC oh, heavyweights, man. You're like consistently good. You're like, okay, they they know what's up. I'd be very surprised if they're able to upset them. They Consi beat didn't they beat them last year? Didn't the Jets beat the Bills last year? Uh, a couple times I think they may have upset them. So I don't know. I we'll think see. they may have once. Yeah, you may be right. You may have split they may have split, but go ahead, Bills. Uh, no, no. I was just I hope it doesn't happen. Hope the Jets don't win. <laughs> I don't want to wish that into existence. Um, I guess it would be great for us to be able to talk about next week, but uh, oh. I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Nick. I'm with Nick. I'm with Nick. All right. We just skipped that game. Skip that game <laughs> with the Jets win. Just want to talk about Skip. that. What? The Jets and the Bills played? That's a shocker. All right. <laughs> Picks are over. Final question of the night. Outside of your own personal team that you're rooting for, what are you most excited for this weekend? Tony, I'll start with you. Everything's back in order, man. The world is back in order. We've got eight games going on. Sunday. I don't even know if it can get any better than that. Eight games going on Sunday. I get to go to a game Sunday night. I mean, I'm just, it's, it cannot get any better than this. We get to start with Thursday game and we get all those games on Sunday. And then it, football's back, man. The NFL's back. The storylines are here. The drama is here. The best show on TV. I'm ready. I can't wait. <laughs> Me personally, I'm legitimately excited to just see some of the young quarterback talent that we have in the league now. For once, it feels like we don't we're not talking about a Manning or a Brady or like a Roethlisberger. Um, we're talking about a lot of just newcomers, whether it's Dak, whether it's Tua. I mean, I'll even throw Kirk Cousins in that conversation, even though he's kind of a veteran at this point. I'm serious though, but like Patrick Mahomes, um. Even just Jared Goff, um, all the new guys that we got starting out, Jared Allen. Um, it's just like there's so much talent out there, and it it will be great to see. Like it, it feels like Aaron Rodgers is kind of just the last of an old guard out there at the moment, and 
the league is just littered with young guys. So I'm excited to see that. Nick, what about yourself? I mean, you guys are stealing all the good shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm obviously happy football's back too, and uh, I, I'd like to see what the, the it, it piggybacks off you what the the post Brady era looks like, because now you're right. We no longer have these Mannings or Brady or all those other quarterbacks like Breeze and all those. So it's actually this new era of quarterbacks. Like the oldest quarterbacks now, are, like you said, are like Kirk Cousins. Everyone else, all the other teams. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers is the oldest, but it is exciting seeing this new generation of quarterbacks. No, I mean, as the way it stands right now, like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins, like those are some of the oldest, like, Ryan Tannehill veteran QBs that we have in the league at the moment yeah um like we just have like a a huge fresh crop um Derek Carr I guess would be considered another veteran at this point but beyond that like the league is fresh and I mean there's a lot of just talent that could arise from it potentially um a lot of new rivalries that could potentially rise for so I'm excited for that to see just what is this next generation of football going to be? Um, so yeah. All right. Week one. We made it. We're back, guys. All right. That's the Sports Buds. Check us out on social media at the Sports Buds. You can also check us out on any of the podcast streams out there, Spotify, Apple, etc. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow to us on YouTube. I'm Chris Billings. That's Nicholas Kerr. That's Tony Parlay Reyes. We're the Sports Buds collectively. Welcome back, football. Happy week one, everyone. Thanks for watching the Sports Buds. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe.